people that you can dialogue with. It's not fun when it's people who just really want to fight and you're like, oh, I give up. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, but you hit the nail on the head, right? So it's about being open and having an open dialogue. And the people that argue, they're not willing to be open. You know, they just haven't got there yet. Uh, It's unfortunate, you know, but it's it's the dialogues like this and the conversations like this, the more of them that you can have, the the better things are in whatever the situation is all the way around. But uh, people, people just aren't ready. I guess a lot of people don't like to hear that they're, they're wrong or they don't like to admit that they're wrong either. Like nobody likes to do that, you know, because then it's seen as some type of failure, but uh, I mean, without, without progress, you know, without conversations, things don't get better. And you do have to have a little bit of controversy. You do have to have a budding of heads. That's where that, that's where the growth comes from. Welcome to the Stuff Up Podcast, where we delve into different topics to learn more about ourselves and more about others. Oh, I've got my friend Shepard here from the Deep yes. MC Podcast. So happy to be here with you. I'm glad Thank I get to be you. on your show. Yay. Deep MC, is that because you have a deep voice? <laughs> no, actually, it was supposed to actually be because we're having deep conversations. Oh, and yeah. It's supposed to be deep, meaningful conversations, but then, you know, MC is also talk on microphone. So it kind of just did this double meaning type thing. So deep MCs. Yeah. That's where we got it from. That <laughs> the, makes more the sense. Is just extra. <laughs> so many different layers there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it didn't, I, I want to say that I was just smart and it was really profound and we just came up with this amazing thing, but uh, we're slowly finding the layers as we go. <laughs> that's awesome. Um. But you know what? You and I should do some sort of voice thing because you have the nice deep voice and I've got like the whatever Sherry voice. I don't know what kind of voice I have, but <laughs> Let, let's do it. If you find it, I will do it with you. <laughs> okay. We, we will figure something out. All right. Find us, find us a gig. We'll make it happen. <laughs> that was so much fun. <laughs> You're so much fun to talk to. Like I was on your podcast a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. And we could have gone for hours, I feel like, just oh, talking. Oh, no, for, for sure. And people are like, what are these, what are these guys doing? <laughs> this podcast <laughs> is six hours long. What is what is going on right now? <laughs> yeah. Don't tell Aaron, but, you know, get rid of Aaron and I'll be your, your co-host. Uh, we'll, we'll just push him, push him to the side. It'll be all right. He, he's, he's busy selling homes anyway, so. Oh, poor uh, Aaron. I'm sure he needs, he needs a break, right? <laughs> so, yeah, tell, tell us about your podcast. Um, well, really, it's just a podcast of of deep dives into different various topics. You know, um, what we try to do is just take things beyond uh, what's hot or what's trending or what's now. You know, a lot of times we find out uh, things like mental health or, you know, anxiety, depression or race relations or whatever it may be. You know, they, they pop up and they're hot things for a moment. And then once everybody gets their, their likes out of it, you know, then they're kind of just forgotten until the next big thing comes up. And what we want to do is we want to have conversations that continue those because there's people that suffer with many different things, you know, um, mental, physical, whatever it may be. And we want them to know that they're, they're not alone. So we came with the podcast to kind of put that out there. So people have uh, something to fall back on. And Aaron is your co-host. And how did you guys know each other? 
actually, I worked with Aaron. Uh, we we worked with each other um, back what from probably like 2012 to 2015 or something like that. Um, it, it's just funny because you know you you look at us and we're. I mean, well, we're, we're both black, but other than that, uh, you, we're, we're very opposite ends of the spectrum. So we're, you know, even, you know, we say we're the, the least likely to have developed a, <laughs> developed a friendship or, or a working relationship or anything, you know, outside of, of work once we both uh, went our own ways. But here we are, here we are making the, the podcast together. That's so funny. Cause I, when I listen to you guys, it sounds like you were, you're connect like you have an understand well I guess you do disagree um or you get different points of view on things because you'll say something and then he'll be like well I don't know uh <laughs> but that's yeah, cool yeah. but I I kind of got the vibe that you guys I don't know we're I wouldn't have known that you were kind of on different spectrums maybe yeah maybe no, I mean, we, that's what works though right we we balance each other out uh yeah pretty well and that's what kind of made the friendship work as well you know we we're we were a good balance for each other. So I, I, you know, it works. People enjoy it. And that's, uh, that's what's, what's all about. You know, if they get something from it, we enjoy it. <laughs> and you've got that cool music. Bada, 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 bada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like it. I like you know, it. We're, and we're, we're looking for new music. I mean, we need some, uh, some artists from up there to give us something. So if you know anybody, you know, we'll, we'll gladly, uh, loop them into a podcast for sure. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, I love I love listening to you guys talk. It's I've learned so much and hearing your experiences. So you're American and I'm Canadian and we've discussed that and how there's, yes. <laughs> there's so many similarities yeah. with so many differences too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, uh and and now that I've had a conversation with you it's funny because like I I it's one of those things where you know like once you recognize something then you start seeing it everywhere. So like now, like I'm having more, I'm seeing more people, especially like online from Canada and like, I, I can really like, Oh, I know that. Or we talked about that or like, you know, like whatever, like I know, you know, it's, it's really cool. Cause it, it points it out. So uh, I, I enjoy it, you know, and then I can say, Hey, that, you know, where I look at it, that's not right. Or you shouldn't be doing that or, you know, whatever. I, I learned a lot myself. I will say that, you know, and it was uh, actually kind of a, it was interesting too, because I know we had a conversation uh, about the the Canada Day for you guys uh, that you had, and you know, you, you kind of told me the stories about it and how you guys kind of took it off. And I mean, that was really awesome, and that the whole thing, you know, you guys going through that and showing that respect was amazing. And then uh, I was on like uh, I was on Instagram and I was looking, and there was like I, I don't remember her name, but it was like a Canadian, and she was doing like this very over the top, like Canada day celebration. And I like got kind of mad at her. I was like, Asshole. Oh no, don't get mad. <laughs> no, it wasn't all Canadians. On, you know? It wasn't all you know? Canadians that, that decided not to celebrate. Uh, some decided to celebrate a little bit, right. but kind of smaller and not, you know, not extreme. Uh, and then other people were like, no, this is my country and I'm going to celebrate it, which I, I see the different points because we can celebrate the good things about our country. We are very proud of our country, but that's where I, I personally just felt like I can't celebrate a country which, which has done what it has done to the indigenous people. And uh, I don't know. I, but that was for me, just 
No, for sure. It's hard. I mean, it's a hard thing to like everything. It's not so black and white and everyone makes things black and white and it becomes this fight. Like you shouldn't celebrate Canada Day. You shouldn't tell me what to do. And we, you know, I'm like, oh, let's see each other's point of views on this. I think it's or at least be open to it. No, for, for sure. I, you know, I tell people all the time, they, they always ask me questions. I, I, I tell them, you know, I, you're never going to get a, a black and white or a yes or no, you know, from me, because there's so many things that are involved, involved in it. And we have to be open and, and be willing to see the differences, you know, because there's, there's good and bad and there's a lot to learn, you know, uh, on all sides, you know, one way or another. So. Actually, that, that kind of brings me to something I did want to ask you about and because I've seen the differences in the conservative versus. So our, our political parties here are called literally called liberal and conservative. <laughs> so our liberal are, is your Democrat and our conservative is your Republican. Right. Um, but then there is, so there's a political conservative liberal and then like the, what's the other term? The. Uh, I don't know. Just like literally calling things conservative or, or liberal, which is not necessarily political. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about half the time. But anyways, um, <laughs> on the different sides, when when we start talking about race, right. and I've seen with a lot of people I know, conservative, they kind of want to believe that racism doesn't exist anymore. And I've heard this from people. Well, people aren't slaves anymore. People can vote. Um, you know, they're not sitting at the back of the bus anymore. What do they want? I've literally heard this. Uh, yeah. And then you've got the other side where people are saying, well, uh, maybe it goes a little too far as well. And right. so where's the middle ground in saying, yes there is still racism yes there is it's systemic yes there's a lot of things involved um but where's that middle ground in finding not going too extreme with it but not also saying it doesn't exist do you find that hard when you're in your experience oh no find that middle ground for sure i mean and and that's the that's the ongoing battle right and you know i we even had a conversation uh aaron and i the other day about about this and that's kind of something that we push for in finding the the middle ground for it all um because we're we're not even we're not even close to that middle ground it's a hard thing to say right i mean i would i wouldn't say that necessarily uh we're not at a middle ground uh i would say that we have not caught up from being so far behind, if that makes sense. And what I mean by that is, um, yes, now we have a lot more access or closer to that middle ground access to everything, but because, uh, we don't have that, uh, deep rooted generational wealth or, uh, we don't necessarily have access to the better education in all areas or, or a better area, whatever, whatever the situation is. Um, we still have to overcome a lot of obstacles that we are available uh, to function well in that middle area. And it is difficult. You know, it's, it's hard being someone of color, any color. Uh, and it, it's, it's also weird too, to think, because like a lot of times when we think of uh 
racism, you know, the majority of the time people's mind automatically goes to black or white or black versus white. Uh, And there's so many other races that are out there, but we have to kind of question and ask ourselves, why do we stick to that and jump to, why is that the first thing that pops in your head when we think of racism, black and white, right? So, I mean, obviously it's, there was a bigger issue there, you know, that we need to kind of talk about and discuss. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it is hard to function uh, because you are so far behind in a lot of ways uh, and a lot of relationships you weren't able to build. You know, um, a lot of America now is more so uh, who you know, not what you know. And, you know, there's a long standing, you know, ongoing, you know, families, deep rooted families of, of really that were built up over time and business and just the general, you know, way of the world. Uh, and that was because they had access to those things and they could do those things and they could uh, have those experiences and they built those relationships, you know, and we were kind of brought in at the very end, you know, and we talk about even in, in here in Texas, you know, where we are now, right? Like Houston. We live in Houston. Houston didn't even desegregate until the sixties. Right. So we're not very, we're not very far removed from that, you know, and, and all of the people, uh, all of the people that still believed in having a, a segregated America or segregated is like those people are all still very much alive and very much still running things. So, you know, mm-hmm. even though, yeah, we're, we can share a bathroom or share a restaurant or whatever else we're still sitting next to, we're still sitting next to people that don't want us there, you know? And that makes it, that makes it very difficult uh, to function all aspects of life, honestly. So I'm, I get confused. I've tried to learn where all the States are. I've tried, I swear. Um, I even had a little map on my phone. Like where do you put all the different States? I never, uh, Anyway, you guys are sort of, cause <laughs> it's hard. You, um, you, should, you should not feel bad. You should not feel bad. And it's, it's so the irony of it is like, um, to become a citizen of the U S you have to like know these things. Right. And you have to know all the presidents and you have to know like all of this crap. And honestly, like the people that become citizens know way more than the actual citizens do. Cause like, I, if you ask me what, what state is this next to, I barely know. I barely know. So don't feel bad. Well, actually I had a, an old friend who, who became a, a citizen of Canada and she was taking her citizenship exam and she was asking me questions and she was a little bit condescending. So she was like, if I didn't know the answer, she's like, Stephanie, I was like, dude, I took this in grade five. Do you know how long right. ago that was? I don't. And the capital cities, I mean, there's only like 10, 12. I don't know. Uh, I was like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, anyways, but yeah, it's pretty funny how that works. Um, but Alabama, so when we hear a lot of the movies and stuff, we hear Alabama and Mississippi right. are like the worst states for racism, but it, Texas is around there, yeah. right? Yeah. So if you're going, so Texas is basically at the, at the middle bottom of the United States and it borders along Mexico. Right. And then if we're going. Oh east, yeah. Cause of the Alamo. Yeah, because of the Alamo. <laughs> I saw that, that movie. Exactly. Uh, and then if you go east, it goes Louisiana. Uh, it's Louisiana, oh. Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, 
And then Florida ugh, is on the <laughs> bottom of Alabama and Georgia. So, so Everett has a disdain for Florida. Yeah, I can't. Oh my God. Florida is. Oh, that's another thing I want to ask you. But yeah, so it's uh, Alabama, Mississippi is still very much um, it's bottom, bottom right of the U.S. Uh, just what a state away. Mississippi is a state away from uh, Texas is separated by Louisiana. Okay. That makes sense then as to why it's very. Yeah. Around, uh, yeah. All around the same area. It's very South shall rise again. Yeah. 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 <laughs> very interesting. Um, yeah. The thing about racism, because here in Canada, like I think I told you we, when, when, when George Floyd passed away obviously this was a huge thing it's that was when I started questioning why is it that I've always like I've tried to learn about racism and then you hear the conservative side which I grew up in it was like you had to believe conservative um they would just say no it doesn't exist I'm like uh but other people are saying this okay well I don't know uh but that was when I really started to learn right and then in Canada we were kind of Oh, well, we don't have racism, at least with, we thought we thought we were like, because the slaves would come up to Canada. <laughs> we were the ones they came to and we're like, oh, we're so proud right. of that. But then people are like, no, there is racism here. And also uh, indigenous people, there is such racism towards them. And then there were videos, videos showing uh, an indigenous chief who got pulled over by the police and they were beating him up. And so we're like, we're seeing videos of black men getting beat up, but there's also, and, and like you're saying, we think of between blacks, black and white, but there's also all the other cultures and people from of different races and let alone the Japanese and the Chinese and all the things, you know, I mean, there's just so much, um, and we think we're so good sometimes up in Canada, but no, it happens everywhere. Yeah. I mean, it, it does. And a lot of it though, too, um, it, it has to come with where, where and what happened and what time. And what I mean by that is it is hard for people to see that there is still racism because they look at, they look at the current, the current times and look, they look at the things that they've done. They don't look at necessarily when, things were taken over or things were formed. Um, so I keep saying what I mean by that, but what I mean by that is like, you know, you look at, you look at Canada and like you said, like the, the African-Americans, the blacks or whatever, like those people that came up there, they were accepted in, um, but the indigenous people, those the indigenous and the indigenous people that were there were the ones that had to deal with the majority of the racism. But that was at a time long before really people alive now are able to recognize or realize that happened. And it's the same thing in America. You know, they say, oh, well, you know, we're not, we don't have racism, we don't have this because all of these cultures are here and we accept them and they do this and they do that. But the first, the the people that came here to make America, you came here and you slaughtered a ton of the Native Americans that were here and there's barely any of them left, right? And then you push them off under reservations that are still in poverty, but then you build America on the backs of African-Americans or black people, right? You build that up. And this is long before all of these races that you're accepting 
come here. And then we have to fight for equality and then we fight for desegregation. And now more people are fluctuating here after those times. And so people don't think that there is racism because look at all these people, look at all these people, but you don't look at what happened prior to, um, And I think that's a lot that has to be talked about and brought up so that people can understand that like, yeah, you, you don't think, but think about the people that were here long before you and, and what they had to suffer through. And it wasn't equal back then, you know? I saw this, uh, this one girl posted online and she said her teacher asked everyone to make, uh, uh, it was a project on your background, your ancestors. And she said, I don't know who my ancestors are right? because I'm black and I don't, you know, and I was thinking that is something as a white woman, I never really thought about until that's why it's so, it's so great to the social media. We get to learn about other things. We get to have conversations with people and see different perspectives because I would never have thought that until somebody said it. And I'm like, Oh, right. Cause I'm not experiencing that. So that was kind of a, a light bulb moment for me. And I was thinking, wow, that is so true. You don't know because there's like names were changed too. Yeah. And there's no records. And then uh, it's crazy. No. Yeah. I mean, just very much so you're, I mean, if you really do a lot of the research, maybe you can kind of figure it out. But at the same time, uh, it is hard because when we were brought here, we were given names you know, and as time goes by and, you know, we, we were executed or beaten to death or whatever, you know, over the course of time, you, you do lose things, you lose information. Um, and it's hard to really retrace your, your roots, but more so than that, uh, it's also hard because there was such a, I don't, I, I hate to say that, there was a mixing, I don't want to say contamination cause that's not a positive word, but there was also a mixing of, uh, DNA throughout the course of time. Right. Because there was also a lot of uh, of rape of the female uh, slaves and things like that and impregnation of et cetera, et cetera. And then that spawns off. And then, you know, there's they're still black, you know, but, you know, they're, they're lying. Right. There's this thing where the darker you were is kind of like a joke, but truth, the darker you were, the further out in the field you were, the lighter you were, the closer you were to the house. Right. So you still have those people and they were still black and then they get pushed out there and, you know, no one wants to say, Oh, the, the, the white guy impregnated the black girl and this is his kid. So then, you know, you lose that part of your life too. And, you know, uh, it, it is difficult, you know, even in, in my family, I can only go back so far, you know, mm-hmm. because at that point we don't, we don't know, you know, cause at the end of the day, a, a large majority of my family was from the South. I mean, we migrated out, you know, from, from that point, but we still were from the South. So we can only go back so far. And, you know, when I say so far, I mean, you know, my, my, my grandparents, parents, maybe, you know, mm. <laughs> and, and then really you kind of, you kind of lose it, uh, in, in that point. So yeah, it, it's hard. It is hard to follow. Yeah. You know? And another thing that, uh, I remember I had a conversation with a, a coworker and I said, some, I don't know, something about being pulled over. And I was like, well, I've never been pulled over by cops for driving. <laughs> and he goes, you're white female. And I was like, so? I, I had no idea. Like, I was so naive and clueless. But it's, or when people say you don't get looked at when you go into a store 
The only time I actually got looked at suspiciously was when I was a teenager and I had a backpack. You know, they always look at teenagers suspiciously, but otherwise people don't look at me like that. So I, I haven't had that experience. And so do you, you must have had that experience when you go oh, into. Man, how much time do you got? Oh. <laughs> you know, yeah, no, um, and that is, that is very much so a real thing. And it is, it is hard and it's difficult to explain to people that have never had to experience it. Right. And I tell it, it's like with any situation, doesn't matter if it's race or otherwise, you know, it, it's easier when people uh, have gone through the same exact thing because they understand um, when you haven't, you can only really kind of sympathize. You don't really, but you don't fully get it. And I have, you know, I've experienced that <clears throat> a lot. Uh, even to this day, you know, when you, when you go into uh, to restaurants or you go to shop or whatever it may be, um, you know, and it's worse, it is more, it's more frustrating here now in the South than, you know, living on the West coast or the East coast or whatever. Um, because you get treated different, you know, like I can walk up to, uh, a service counter, you know, in, in a, in a retail store. And if there is a, a white person that comes up even after me, the they'll get served before I do, you know, or, Hey, you know, what do you need or whatever, you know, whatever. What? And it happens, you know, like you, you get skipped over for things like that. You know, police give you a hard time, you know, um, and it's always, they assume, I remember one time, um, I was with, uh, my friend, he's, uh, he's not black. He was darker. He was Indian, um, like native American, not, you know, uh, Indian, Indian, but native American. And, uh, we had pulled over for a second because, uh, one, he had a raggedy car and it was <laughs> overheating, wow. but two, we were looking, uh, at a piece of land that was like for sale and we had to stop to look to get the number off the board because normally you drive by right uh and some police pulled us over and then they put us in handcuffs and put us in the back of the car like they didn't even ask us they told us to get out the car this that other whatever and they were just asking us all kinds of questions that just what are you doing out here where's the drugs where's this where's that blah 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 and we were doing like nothing you know uh and then when they found out what we were really doing you know then then it's apologies this that and the other and i'm sorry oh we were just being cautious and this that and like being cautious of what you know um it's it's just interesting the things that you go through and, and really it's just the, the extra, it's always extra, you know, they, they want to treat you as if you're, you're up to something before you've even done anything, you know, I mean, so many times, you know, you go or, or everything is taken more aggressive when it's not. And I think a lot of it is just, I think there's a lot of misunderstanding. I think there's a lot of, uh, miseducation, misinformation, you know, and I don't think that, and as controversial as this may sound to people, uh, when it comes to like dealing with police and being black, whatever, I think it's, I think it's, there's a little racism for sure in some areas, but I think it's less, less of that and more of just fear because they don't know. And a lot of times people are scared of what they don't know or what they don't understand. And, you know, even as uh, black people, we do a bad job at portraying for ourselves um, 
positive or, or better representation of what we are as a culture and as a race, you know, and even that is a point of uh, frustration in, in the black community, because uh, a lot of the times what gets uh, put out there and put forward is the ignorant things uh, and not the positive things. And when that's all that you see and that's what's being put out there and that's what's on TV and that's what's on YouTube and that's what's, you know, whatever um, it becomes, that's what they are. And that's not who we are or what we are. And even on top of that, honestly, a lot of us don't know what we are because we don't have those roots. You know, uh, it could be argued to a point that, uh, even desegregation, this is going to sound weird, but even desegregation kind of was a bad thing for us, you know, not from the instance of uh, equal rights and everything of that, but like we obviously were brought here as slaves and ripped away from our homes. And so we lost our identity there. And we were put onto this, the, you know, these, these plantations, these things to work or, you know, whatever, be, be the hands. And all we knew was work. And then when we were freed from slavery, we got spread out into our own, uh, our own areas, even though they were segregated, but we got put in our own areas. And then we, we were able to develop our identity because now here we are, we're figuring it out. These are the things that we like. These are the things we like to cook. These are, you know, the songs that we sing. These are the clothes that we make and wear. Like everything was separate. So we were making an identity for ourselves. And then it, desegregation came, right? And then it changed from having our identity to we want what the white people have. Because they have the bigger house, the bigger this, the bigger that, the, this car, that car, this job, that job. And that's what we started to chase. And we got away from our entrepreneurship and we became more of consumers than entrepreneurs. Because now we want what they have because they obviously know what's what. Like they're obviously running things. And so we lost a lot of our individuality because now we're chasing after what you don't have. You know, so oh wow, it can be kind of argued a lot of different I, ways. I had a question for you. Yeah. Um, so wow, oh, there's so much in that. <laughs> um, so the Cosby show. Now it Cosby's controversial yeah. for other things, but I don't want to kind of get into that. I want to talk about when we I grew up like I was a I was Rudy's age actually. So I was little when that started and that was like the family. We didn't, we didn't even watch it knowing that really that they were, we didn't see them as like a black family. It was just like, we want to be part of this family. They're funny and cool and they have this great relationship. Uh, But I've heard, I was watching this documentary on uh, representation in Hollywood because the media has a huge part to play in how we're represented. And a lot of the black actors and, and directors, the, the, well, they're talking about women specifically, but they said, when I saw shows like Cosby show and Jefferson's, you could see that there were people represent, 
who represented me and they were doing well. Whereas she said like some of the other shows, like good times. And I'm not sure the other was, she goes, they were living kind of poverty. And it was a really awesome for her to see that as a black person, I can be that. But then other people I've heard kind of said, well, you're making them to be, they're just a black family living white. (laughs) And so I was like, well, I don't understand any of this. What's happening. (laughs) So what do you, what do you think about that? I mean, that, <laughs> that's, <laughs> Sorry. A, that's a hard, that's a hard question. Right. Um, at the end, at the end of the day, I mean, it kind of just depends. It depends on where, where you stand. And then that's almost like the, uh, the Republican Democrat argument, you know, just there <laughs> in that one question, it, 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 it honestly is, you know, um, and it's a mix of both. It's a mix yeah. of both, you know, um, I I agree that on one point it is nice to to have a representation of a black family uh that's doing very well, you know, because the Cosby's were doing very well. He was a doctor, you know, whatever, this, that, and the other, blah, 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 yada, yada. Um that was a good thing because there were there were very few representations of black people in especially in media um that were on that level. Right. Usually they were jokes or whatever. Um, but on the backside of it, it is very much so they were were living a white life because um, at the end of the day, Hollywood still now, I mean, it's getting better, but it's still a Caucasian person's game. And they're only going to put out what they're comfortable putting out. So you are getting like, even though, yeah, it's uh, black people in the show, it's still got to get the nod before it goes to being put out there right so it is still going to be monitored and watered down and and everything else and they were you know they were not I mean obviously they weren't who they they weren't who they are in real life right they're playing a character and we know that because uh, black people as a whole we have living in a household it doesn't matter you know what one you go into there's going to be there's always going to be elements of black culture that's in there. If it's whether how we talk, how we move, how we, this, how we, that. Um, But you're, you're always told that you have to put on this different, this different face for the world. Right. Mm -hmm. So you can't really be who you are, you know, when it comes and even me like growing up, you know, you always have to be better than, than the, for lack of a better word than the white person. Right. Because you have to try twice as hard. So, you know, and we talked about another podcast, you know, you can't go to the restaurant in the basketball shorts and the T-shirt because they're going to think you're ignorant. The white person can and they're just rich and doing their thing. But you have to come really dressed up. You know, you have to you always have to put out this extra, you know, go above and beyond. And the Cosby show for some was seen as extra, like you're just doing what they want to do so that you can be in that position that you're in. You know, um, but it, it it's both and it's a little bit of both, you know, and there is some people don't like to see uh, regular, I don't, I don't want to say regular because regular is such a, a blah word, but they, <laughs> they, they don't like to see black, black people being sophisticated or, or being eloquent or doing whatever the situation, some people just like ignorance. And they think that that's what it is. It's that person that's like, whack. 
they're saying yeah. whack. Or like, I remember seeing that as a, I think a comedian was talking about that or something. And they always talk about the token black person that gets killed in the horror movies. Right. And I was like, oh, that's true. Or they're the best, they're the friend. They're it's never, like, they yeah. weren't really like the main character. No, of course not. You know, because you don't know what to do with it. Right. You don't, yeah. you don't know what to do. There's not a lot of there's not a lot of mingling. And it's also funny, too, especially when you have like uh, and this is kind of was like interracial relationships. Right. So, I mean, I mean I've uh, I've dated uh, a lot of people from different races. But, you know, even when you're dating like a person like a, a Caucasian person that they, they see it then. <laughs> they see it then right uh when they're and at first it's hard because they don't understand and it's like you know if this is going to happen your life is going to be different you have to understand that right mm. because once you cross over you basically become <laughs> you basically become and get treated as if you are uh the black right mm. so uh then they kind of get it and they get the culture and they get whatever and if you don't deal with that and you're just looking at it, especially from a media point and you're just trying to write a part for, but you don't associate with, you don't understand their function or their role or what they should do or whatever. So you just write it as if you're writing it for every other Caucasian person you write for, you know, and that's just, yeah, that's, That's, oh my gosh. What is that? Uh, I started watching this documentary on Netflix and it's about women in Hollywood and they're talking about how the women are underrepresented. The directors, I think only one woman has ever won Best Director, and they don't get the chance. And then they have right. the black women talking also about um, because of their color. And so they're talking about these kind of different things. Right. And it was it's just so so interesting. But they were saying, um, yeah, this one woman wrote a I can't remember. I'm sometimes I can really remember details, and other times I'm like, what's that thing? Uh, this woman wrote a movie and she's African-American and she, she said, I didn't want it to look like your normal movie about African-American women. It was going to be different than what people would see, but she's like, Hollywood wasn't really, even though it got great reviews, it wasn't what they, they wanted. They're like, nah, this isn't really representative of, (laughs) and she is African-American. So how are you supposed to tell her? Uh, But they wanted like, uh, boys in the hood like well this is representative of black people and right. like why why because <laughs> then if you're watching all these kind of movies you're assuming every black person is living in a hood and they're gang members yeah i mean that that's just what it is you <laughs> then know? we're terrified right because <laughs> we're like oh no a black person they're a gang member and yeah, like yeah. the media has this they got a lot of things to answer for because they are showing us a lot of stuff if we don't go out there and know different kinds of people or we find out for ourselves this is how we're kind of learning about the world no for for sure uh, i mean and but even then it's not even so much like the the media has a lot to do with it uh, i can't lie and say it's not the media and the news but again they they're doing what's going to get them seen get them noticed get them clicks get them likes get them watched whatever the situation is right yeah Um, but also even in our own culture though i mean we have a lot as as black people we have a lot we need to fix and a lot we need to 
get better at and a lot that we need to understand because we we hurt ourselves a lot of the time too it's easy it's very easy to point a finger and say racism and this and that and blah 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 and yada yada but like even how we're treated and i know other races kind of deal with this too but um how our own race treats each other even when we're from different parts of the u.s is bad Mm. you know I mean, I've, I've had instances where, you know, I've been told I'm, I'm not, you know, a real N word, you know, I don't know if we can use those link that language on your show, but you know, uh, Probably I'm, not. I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not real because, you know, I am a, I am a certain way. Right. Or mm. because, uh, my, my pants are at my hips or because I don't have dreads or because I don't have gold teeth or whatever it is. And I've got treated poorly from my own people because of, you know, these things, you know, depending on where you are at in the, in the world or in the U S because their representation of what black is, is one way. And if you're not that, you know, you're, you're sellout or you're this or you're that, you know, and it's, uh, it is very much so, geographic and that's what people don't understand and people don't choose to they choose to be ignorant and not really branch out you know from what you're doing and and see things in a different light hmm that's very interesting um and I think I had a question ah there was so much to unravel there I think I feel like we could talk about this for a long time. Oh, um, for sure. oh I know I was going to say, and not that it's the same thing, but from my perspective, I see that also in the Christian world, the evangelicals. Right. In the sense of, <laughs> we have a lot, there's a lot of work to do. And they will put on this like Christian persecution complex. Right. right. People don't. You know, we're being persecuted because people don't like us. Um, people don't like you because you're acting a certain way. <laughs> and so there's, instead of saying, like, this is happening to us, which is fair in in race, obviously that's fair. But also, I mean, it's more complicated in a sense of, at least like what you were saying, there's work to be done. I see it differently in the Christian world. Not that it's comparable. I'm just saying like, this is how I'm thinking in my head of how this, there's work to be done. Christians like open up and think about how are you treating people and how are you acting and how are you doing this? Because that's what the world is seeing. For sure. (laughs) Uh, So I think, yeah, there can be stereotypes that are not fair, but sometimes stereotypes are like, because it does happen and we see that that's why it's a stereotype. Right. And if we play into that so much and then people just, it reiterates what people believe. No, for Am I making for sense. Sure. Yeah. Sometimes I'm not sure if I'm ever making sense. <laughs> no, you're, you're, you're making, you're making perfect sense. And, and I agree with you for, for sure. You know, st- stereotypes in, in a whole is a whole different, uh, <laughs> <laughs> another thing but uh i mean stereotypes are, are real for a reason they just happen to get pinned to people uh i don't know yeah, that's a tough one but yeah you make sense i'm following you cool 
Um, you know, it's funny. I don't like controversy, but I kind of do. I, in a sense of talking about these things, I find it very helpful in a conversation. I don't like controversies like how I grew up. It was like arguing with people and and telling them how right you are. That's what we were supposed to always do, um, which I found hard. And so it's freeing and just having these conversations and being open-minded to listen to another point of view. Um, oh, it's So it's fun for me in this sense of having dialogues with people as long as it's people that you can dialogue with it's not fun when it's people who just really want to fight and you're like oh i give up right right yeah i yeah, know i mean but you hit the nail on the head right so it's about being open and having an open dialogue and the people that argue they're not willing to be open you know they just haven't got there yet right. uh it's unfortunate you know but it's it's the dialogues like this and the conversations like this, the more of them that you can have, the the better things are in whatever the situation is all the way around. But uh, people, people just aren't ready. I guess a lot of people don't like to hear that they're, they're wrong or they don't like to admit that they're wrong either. Like nobody likes to do that, you know, because then it's seen as some type of failure, but uh, I mean, without, without progress, you know, without conversations, things don't get better. And you do have to have, a little bit of controversy. You do have to have a budding of heads. That's where that, that's where the growth comes from. Yeah. I used to get super scared about different things um, like abortion, talking about that with some people. Um, But I have a few friends that we can have a great dialogue and I've learned so much uh, from their point of view and, you know, and just this like, I used to be so terrified of these kind of topics. And now it's like, Hey, what do you think of this? Let me know, you know? And I mean, not that I want to get into that topic, um, but being in Texas, you guys have had. Yeah. We're, we're that. in for that right now. Uh, wow. quite, quite a bit. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, um, it is. It is. But that's what I love about your show. You and Aaron do get into these really deep well deep mc (laughs) into these deep meaningful conversations um and you just have a great dialogue about it and i think it's it's really great to listen to i love it um and and i see was it sometimes yeah it comes out wednesdays and so every day so when i go for my walk i like to listen to podcasts and if there's not a day where i have a podcast i'm like oh but wednesdays (laughs) is office ladies and then yours. And I get all excited. I'm a gay. <laughs> have to listen to. <laughs> That's good. I'm, I'm glad that, that you have something to listen to. I mean, I'm glad that we, we, we support each other, you know I mean? And that's, what's really, it's, it's all about. We make content with each other. We support each other. We listen to each other and we open each other and our audience up to more different points of view and that's important. I mean, these are these are good things, you know? Yeah. Hey, guys. I just wanted to take a minute here and say I appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to help support the podcast, you can subscribe, rate, and review. It helps people to find it. If you also want to help support it financially, you can check out buymeacoffee.com backslash podcast. Thank you so much. I love you all. So switching topics, you've lived in, you've lived in 
in a, a lot, lot of, of different states. I mean, how many states have you lived in? Uh, California, a uh, very, very small stint in Nevada, uh, Hawaii, Florida, and now Texas. Okay. So I, I did know that because I've heard you say that. Um, which was your favorite? Ooh, that that's a hard one. You know, that that's honestly, they're all, they all have their, well, with the exception of Florida, they all have their benefits. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, their benefits. <laughs> okay. This is something that I hear all the time. I see it in the, in the media, like the talk shows, the TV shows, there's always, ew, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, uh, the true crime, there's a lot of Florida stuff that happens there. People are like, of course it's Florida. What yeah. all I know is the snowbirds because people, the elderly who live in Canada go down to Florida and I'm like, why? Because I've been to Florida and I, the last time I was there was 2016. I attended a conference in August. Well, yeah. Ew. Yeah. I, I didn't even go outside except to go from the hotel to the bus to the conference center. But as soon as I walked outside, my hair went poofy. My yeah. makeup started like going because I was sweating and I'm like, this is disgusting. How do people live like this? And they're like, well, air conditioning. I'm like, but you're always inside then. What's the point? Yeah. So that was disgusting to me. I don't know how people can live in Florida in the summer, <laughs> uh, but tell me why, why does everyone hate Florida? And is it also, in the, is it also politics? Because every time there's an election, they're waiting on what Florida is going to do. I mean, there's, there's a lot. There's a lot to it. I, I can't speak for everybody. I can only speak for myself and my encounters. <laughs> That's um, true. <laughs> you know, it, it is hard. Like Florida, this is like the catch-all for trash. It just, I mean, honestly, it just really is. You know, it's one of those, it's one of those places. Um, if you actually, so Southern Florida has a crazy history crazy history in Southern Florida. And I would advise anybody or just put it out there. If you guys are interested in a lot of cool stories, uh, like, excuse me, check out, check out like cocaine cowboys and things like that. Right. You can kind of see everything that has gone on in Florida. Southern Florida is built on, uh, drugs and partying. And that's pretty much it. Is that a podcast? No, it's actually a show cocaine. Oh, okay. It's a documentary. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure there is a podcast out there called that too, but it's, yeah, it's a documentary. Um, and this talks a lot about how, you know, Miami and stuff like that has come up and <clears throat> there's a lot of, a, a lot of underground bad things that happened that pretty much made all of South Florida. Right. And then on top of that, uh, South Florida pretty much is, uh, it's reclaimed land. And so like what I mean, if people don't understand that reclaim land is like, it was all underwater. It's a swamp. They built, put dirt, built it up, made it like what it is. Right. So half the reason why the buildings down there are falling down and collapsing and everything is because it's just porous limestone and BS and it just eventually gives way. I want to say they're actually, you can't quote me on the exact number, but I want to say realistically, they're saying like maybe 20 years or so. Miami might be underwater, but neither here nor there. Really? Um, oh. 
but yeah, so there's a lot that goes on there. And then a lot of uh, immigrants and stuff, South Florida come like, right. You always hear, Oh, the, the boy floated on the door from Cuba to, to the keys. I mean, right. yeah, it, it's, it's real. It's a short jaunt from the Caribbean when you're in South Florida in the keys. Um, but a lot of immigration stuff comes there. Um, the, the Haitian population is really huge. Cuban population is really huge. Um, but there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of money. Like the money is more or less bad money and it's not a lot of money pumped into the city for uh, good reasons, right? So the education system isn't the best. Like it's more so known for partying and craziness, you know, than it is for anything. And Walt like Disney. In, well, yeah, Disney's, yeah. Disney's like kind of in the middle in Orlando. And that's the thing. So a lot of the problem is the money that happens doesn't get put into the actual state. So, right. Like you have, you have the snowbirds that come down, they say from Canada, from New York, from wherever it's snowing, they come because you do have nice beaches, you know, and you do have the good weather, but, and then they buy up the condos, they buy up the houses, they buy all these things. Well, no one thinks what happens when all those people leave. So for the majority of the year, these houses that are owned, these condos that are owned, these cities that are built around tourism, there's nothing. So there's no money being pumped in. There's no anything. And the economy suffers for the majority of the year. And wow. if you ever really like drive around, you know, when people come, they stick to one place, right? Like a lot of people think of, you know, Miami when they go party, oh, we're going to go to Miami. Realistically, it's one road like Collins Avenue is where all of the hotels are. It's where they shoot all the movies. You see the same strip of scene in every movie. It's all like on one road for the more or less. And then when you get outside of that, it's a lot of poverty. It's a lot of drugs. It's a lot of poverty. It's a lot of violence. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you go up North, like you have Disney and stuff and yeah, Disney employs a lot of people. Um, but on the backside of that is again, go outside, go a few streets away from Disney, get away from international Boulevard and like all of that. And really look at the city. There's, there's not a lot there, you know, and when you can, when you shut down the jobs that you're taking away, this side or the other, um, it is just, it's just one of those situations. It makes it difficult. You know, people do live there, but a lot don't live year round. You know, the athletes, they're there, but they travel. You know, they have homes because it's nice to have a beach house and this and another, but they're traveling most of the time. Um, It just makes it difficult on the people, you know, and and when you have poor education, you have not a lot of money, (laughs) you know, it's a recipe for disaster in a way. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. There are some beautiful things in Florida. You know, but then it's also, it's a constant change, right? There's a lot of um, species that are invasive. You know, python problem is ridiculous in uh, in Florida, you know. Uh, crocodiles. Crocodiles, you know, the iguanas are going crazy, you know, especially they're everywhere. You know, um, there's just a lot, it, it's just like... It, a petri dish of everything that has gone bad just kind of lands there. And I think that it is unfortunate though. Like, and I don't know, I have to do a little more research on this, but I I do believe that a lot of the reason though, that we do see it has to do with the way that they report and the way that the news reports. I I remember seeing, reading something about this, um, but 
Florida, Florida reports everything, you know, um, and the rest of the states really don't, you know, they kind of stick to a, a recipe, whatever, but Florida reports everything. And so that's why you see a lot more crazy stories coming out of Florida because oh. they just kind of report everything, you know, <laughs> um, the same stuff happens in other places, but we just don't really talk about it, I guess, if you will. But wouldn't that be a good thing? Because a lot of times we're frustrated that the news doesn't tell us everything. It only tells certain aspects. So if we actually find out everything, wouldn't that be better? I mean, you, you would think, but on the backside of it is now like, we're also in a, we're in a, a area of where you have to one up someone to, to get the fame, to get your 15 minutes. So now uh, it oh, gets crazier and crazier. Right. You know, what can we do? What can we do? What can we do? Um, I don't know. Like this is one of those situations I spent eight years living in Florida and you could not pay me <laughs> enough to go back and live there again. You, you just couldn't, you know, um, the, the people are, are, they're a different breed. <laughs> so interesting because at least from the media and just, well, I guess people in Canada, they always, when they hate the snow and the cold, they're like, oh, I want to go to Florida. And you just think every, I don't know, uh, people, yeah. people think it's this wonderful place. And I always was like, ew, because I hate the humidity. So for me, it would be torture. <laughs> uh, but I didn't under, like, I didn't know all this stuff. So uh, maybe I'm just naive. Uh, mm. But I don't think a lot of people hear the other side of it. They're just like, oh, I want to go to Florida. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's one of those it's one of those situations where it's the it you're you're on the vacation high. Right? Oh, right. I guess it's like also it, it, people go to Cuba and Mexico, and they're just in their hotels yeah, resort, you're, you're and they're not going streets resorts. over and seeing. Yeah, the people the suffering in the poverty, you know, same thing in Brazil. I'm going to go to Carnival, but you don't see, you know, all the favelas and everything in the hills where everybody's really suffering. You know, it's right. just the the beautiful places, um, they get commercialized and, and it's easy because that's also like one of the one of the easiest ways to get money. Right. You build this commercial atmosphere and then people will come and you take advantage of that. But that only feeds it, it feeds a very small population of people you know other things you can i mean you can get used to it right like i lived there for eight years you the humidity you actually get used to your body will adjust you know uh -oh. it will it is it takes a while but your body <laughs> will your body will adjust for sure but um it's just it's just honestly it's the people it's the people that make it so miserable <laughs> you know and and the fact too that there's also no uh there's no zoning in Florida. So like here, like a lot of the states and stuff, there's, they have um, zoning requirements or you're only allowed to build a certain type, right? Whatever. I don't know if you have similar things up there, Yeah. but like in Florida, there is no zoning. So it pisses a lot of people off. What? And um, for like example, I lived in, uh, in Bradenton, Florida at one point and I had a, they were condos, but it was right around the 08 collapse. Mm. So they were supposed to be condos, but then they ended up renting them out as apartments. Well, I am beautiful. I mean, one of the most beautiful condos I've ever lived in ever. And I got it for really cheap, but, and I had like this really huge, like double balcony that was like 
in the living room and then in the master bedroom. And it was like super big, super long, had this awesome tile on it, everything. But I never sat out there because it overlooked the trailer park. <laughs> it was oh, like wow. all kind of foolishness and people looking up at you like, oh, you think you're better than me? And like all the yelling at you and whatever, blah, blah, blah. And it was always a problem. Every time you go out there, like someone had something to say, oh, you think you're better than us? You know? Oh. Type of thing. I'm just like, no, I'm just on my balcony, dude. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. You know? Um, yeah. So, you know, it was an interesting situation. And then also too, there actually is, um, I want to say it's Sarasota. It is Sarasota. There's actually, I don't know about now cause I don't care that much cause I don't live there, but there was a very, there was a very large, uh, KKK compound that was Whoa. there. Or oh in, in Sarasota that they don't really talk about that much, mm. <laughs> but that was always there and pretty active. So, um, when I lived, cause I was on, I lived in Bradenton, I worked in Sarasota. <clears throat> you got, a you run into confrontation probably a little more than I would have liked. Um, but yeah, there's that aspect too. <laughs> wow. So I guess they really did need CSI Miami. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. There's a lot that, there's a lot that goes down. I mean, I, I, and again, I do, like I say, for people that really want cool stories, check out just anything on South Florida and how it was built. You will be amazed. Like a lot happened. There's a lot of corruption, a lot of drugs, a lot of dirty money. Yeah. It's crazy. (laughs) Wow. Well, I just got a lesson on Florida. Yeah. (laughs) I don't don't know if anybody needs that, but (laughs) Well, it's really interesting because we don't, yeah, we don't really hear about these things. At least I don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, so you are, you're starting your, you have started a working workout group. Yes. Talk about, can you talk about that? Yeah. Um, so w- one of the things, you know, especially when it comes to, to mental health, right. Uh, a lot of the times, you know, well, first of all, it doesn't get talked about enough, but there's a lot of things that don't get talked about when it does get talked about, if that makes sense, um, that help, you know, with the aspects. And some of that is just moving around, being active, getting outside, getting sun, like seeing the sun makes a huge difference. You Nature know? is amazing. Just yes, going out is. and listening to the birds and smelling the fresh air. It makes such a difference in yeah. your mental state, you know? Um, and we kind of all got into these things. There's a group of us, <clears throat> excuse me, a group of friends. Um, we're in a group chat together and, you know, we talk a lot and that's kind of like the group chat came about because that's our only interaction. Right. Because we're so busy. We're so focused, you know, life chasing the dream, you know, blah, 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 picket fence, whatever that is for whoever it is. Uh, and we kind of lost track of taking care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. So a lot of us aren't aren't happy where we are, you know, or you, you're not as flexible as you used to be or you, you realize you get winded just by getting getting into the car or whatever it is. You know, um, everybody knows how that is. but. Yeah. You know, we, we wanted to do something about it and we wanted to kind of do something to make ourselves feel a little better and also, you know, kind of be supportive of each other and, and push each other. So we started a workout challenge, um, 
you know, where we kind of hold each other accountable. You know, this isn't, you know, we're not trying to be, oh, magazine cover or whatever, but we're trying to live healthier lives. You know, we're all, we're all getting a lot older, you know, having the kids and you want to be alive and healthy to be able to kind of watch them grow and, and just live a good life in general. Um, and so we decided, hey, this is what we're going to do. So we all got together. We said we're going to give ourselves uh, eight months. Um, so it's going to be four four months to kind of bulk up and then four months to kind of lean out and just hold us accountable to, to eating better, uh, eating better, making sure we're getting our water, staying hydrated, you know, make sure we're, we're, we're getting a well-balanced diet and then we're exercising, you know, and uh, I'm hoping I'm still trying to convince them to let me post about it. Um, you know, it, it's hard when you have the before pictures and not the after. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, so they're not uh they're not willing to let me put up the the before pics right now because they want the afters to be there oh um, i feel that yeah yeah right they want to see the transformation they want everybody to know i did this and rightfully so um but i actually started uh uh doing the journey and and posting about it on a secondary uh instagram that i have um that people can kind of follow if they want, kind of see if they want and just kind of see what I do on a regular daily basis, you know, and it's been, it's been good, but you know, I encourage everybody to, to get up and get moving. That's really what it's all about. You know, you, you feel so much better and it, it really changes your day overall, you know? Oh yeah. I, I started, uh, I started a new job and I'm at a computer. I mean, I'm, I kind of move around when I can, but right. I noticed a difference from before when I wasn't working and how I could just go for a walk and then do this and that. And now I'm like, Oh, yeah. I'm stiff. And I, I hate yeah. that feeling because I'm like, this is my job for eight hours and you can't really go do whatever while you're on the computer trying to get your work done. <laughs> it, I mean, it's really but. rough. And a lot of us are, work from home. I mean, I'm, you know, a lot of us are dealing with that and we don't get to move and we're not made, we're not made to just sit, you know, our bodies aren't made for that. So, you know what I found stressful when I would have, I would hear different um, health gurus say, you shouldn't be sitting for most of the day. And I'm like, well, I get that, but this is my job. Like, what do you want me to do? And my last job, they wouldn't give us standing desks because even though they were a billion gazillion dollar company, uh, they couldn't afford it. So we were literally sitting all day tied to our phones. So I'm thinking, what do you want from me? Uh, (laughs) uh, Most of us have desk jobs or I don't know, most, many people. So that was super stressful for me because I'm like, I can't help it. I, I have to work and this is how... I mean, I get what their point, but at the same time, we're not all manual labors anymore. A lot of people, exactly. you know, I mean, if in the olden days when people were farming and doing whatever, they were getting their exercise and, you know, they didn't have to go to the gym because that was literally what they were doing. <laughs> yeah. And, and that is, and you, you're hitting the nail on the head there. And that is the thing. A lot of us are more sedentary in, in our lifestyles, you know, and <clears throat> we have not been able to, to get that time. A lot of us don't have that time to be able to go out there and really do those things. And that's kind of for my approach too, I guess, when it came to this, um, my, my angle 
uh, is trying to base everything off of a, a regular person's day, a day in the regular person's life. So we all kind of took different aspects. One person took the, I have the fancy gym membership access. And, you know, one person takes the, I'm doing the outdoors thing access. And uh, I took the, I took the regular, you know, I work a a long job, sometimes 10 hours a day. I have things to do. So what can I do to fit in? And I did it with, uh, I'm doing it with, you know, stuff that anybody should have around the house. Like no, no super special equipment, no anything, because, you know, I want people to be able to not be stressed out. Right. And not be and realize that you don't have to dedicate four hours into whatever, you know, I mean, yes, you're not going to see rapid results because it takes time, but you know, if you can get 10 minutes, 15 minutes, you know, you can kind of get something in. So that's the approach that I'm taking with it. And hopefully, I mean, you know, hopefully it lands. That's <laughs> we'll, awesome. We'll see because though. I think for, for a lot of people, when you hear you have to go to the gym three times a day, three times a week, and you have to work out this much and you're like, okay, I work, then I have to get to the gym. Then you have to work out for an hour and then shower and then come home and your day's gone and you've done like nothing yeah. fun. Um, and so I remember say, thinking, okay, well, I give up. And then I would, I would do little things like I'd go for a walk and some people would say, Hey, at least you're doing something. Other people are like, that's not enough. And then I hate that. Don't tell me what I should be doing because I don't want to do it. So right. then I think nowadays people are more, yeah, I mean, it's not the best to just go for 30 minute walk and that's not enough, but at least you're doing something. And so that's a start. So for me, if if I'm like, okay, I did that, I at least went for a walk that's a start. And then I can feel proud of that. And then I can go on and maybe do more things where if I'm just supposed to go full on and injure myself, cause I did try that and I wasn't strong enough. So I kept injuring myself. Right, right, right. Um, I'm not going to do it. And so, uh, and I appreciate that because what you're doing, yeah, you can do things at home. And in our mindset, it was always, you have to go to the gym. Right. I hate the gym. It's, it's hot. It's smelly and there's always men going and women going and their little, you know, bikini makeup, not bikini, but like halter tops and their perfect makeup and they're not sweating and they look gorgeous. And I'm like, I don't fit in here. (laughs) I hated it. So, um, so yeah, I'd much rather be at home doing stuff. No, for, for sure. And I, I think that's the best place. I mean, I like I, the gym is, is terrible. I don't like the gym and what you're doing, what you're doing is really honestly all that's, that's needed. You know, you're, no one is, I think about fitness, especially too. You see these people and the people are not doing their shadow or whatever. Or you see these people that are on the magazines, like those people, A is not realistic because they're first they're getting paid to do that. So that's their job. you know like that they better be in the best shape ever that's their job you know (laughs) um but it's not realistic it's not realistic expectation and uh really it's just about doing something that's sustainable you know and I tell people that all the time you know I do do what you can and that's it you know do what's going to be sustainable for you you know because if you're if you're somebody that does zero exercise, zero anything to get your heart rate up. 
and you go to just walking five minutes a day, let alone 30, just five minutes a day, that's still at the end of the week, 35 minutes of exercise more than you were doing, period. Right. And that's huge, you know, so just do what you can do. What's going to be sustainable and over time, you're you're going to build up. Now, yeah, you're going by that approach. You're not going to see, oh, I dropped a hundred pounds in th- two months. Like, uh, you know, that's not. You're not going to see that, but you will see improvements and seeing those improvements. Those are small victories, and you can choose to build up on your own. You know, do what you're comfortable with. Well, those shows you guys were talking about this on your two weeks ago. Uh, the biggest loser and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. People would lose so much weight, but they were, first of all, they were going so hard. That's not <laughs> yes. healthy. Some of them were like throwing up and I've had, I had a trainer who's like, I work people so hard. They throw up. And I'm thinking, wait, <laughs> that's not good. No. Um, also they don't learn people like me. Um, we eat for a reason. Right. We have a lot of, issues we're working through and it goes deep, deep, deep since you, you know, you were a kid. That's not just something that you work on, like you, you eat and exercise. And then like, that is going to, until you work on those issues and heal from that, because I've been through diets, I've lost weight and then I gain it again because I still have the same emotional mental issue. So that I have to work on and then move forward. Um, but those people gain the weight back, a lot of them. Oh, no, for sure. Because like, you can't, especially if you're working. Yeah. You're not in some program where you're on TV and they're they're putting you in a boot camp for so long. Then you have to go back to your real life and you're working all day and then you're tired and then you're dealing and you're like, oh, I don't have like 10 hours a day to go to the gym. <laughs> it's, exactly. The, the biggest loser became their job, you know? And that is what it is. And that's really, I, I hate diets too. You know, I, I hate diets. And a lot of the times, you know, they, they don't work because they're so restrictive, you know, yeah. and I mean, yeah, you'll get results if you stick to it, but it's not sustainable. And at the end of the day, that whether it's eating or working out, it, it's sustainability. That's where you see your results is being able saying, this is something that I can do. You know, I, I don't even like people that go in the gym. I don't like training until you throw up. I don't like training to failure because you, I mean, subconsciously you're, you're building in your mind. You can't, you can't do it. Right. right? Yeah. Uh, I like going, you do your little bit and then you're done. And then as your strength builds up over time, you'll, you'll naturally be able to do a little more. You'll realize, oh, I was doing five of these. And I, I feel nothing. Let me do six you know, and you'll, you'll get there, you know, at the end of the day, it's just about being, being happy with yourself, uh, feeling good about yourself and being able to, to stick to something consistently, you know, and you shouldn't be, no one should be shamed for that. I mean, when you, when you ride someone like that, there's no purpose in them trying, you know, like they're going to fail. (laughs) And then you feel that shame and guilt and then you go and eat. That's, that's always happened for me. Every, every program I went through, they just made me feel worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like no yeah. wonder I had issues. Come on. <laughs> um, so how can people find you? Well, uh, you can find me on Instagram. That's at D M 
Convo, C-O-N-V-O. Um, if you also want to follow the weight loss workout journey, um, that is at Average Nobody. It's A-V-G underscore nobody underscore. Find me there and everything else will be in the link tree. Awesome. It's funny when you have to like spell out your things and you're like, it's this, right? <laughs> I'm finding so many, like every time I do stuff, I have to spell things out and it's like, right. Is it right? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. And go and listen to Deep MC podcast with Aaron and Shepard. Love it. Thank, Thank you. you so much. This was so much fun. We're going to do it again for sure. Yes, for sure. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you want to follow me on the socials, you can catch me on Twitter at Steph underscore and underscore web. Instagram, Stephanie underscore Ann underscore web. It has been changed from Stuff Up Podcast. Check out my podcast website, stuffuppodcast.com. And also my other website, stephanieannweb.com, where you can actually buy my children's book, What Should Dragon Do? And it's about living together with kindness. How do we handle certain situations? And it actually gives kids a little scenario at the end. What should the best response be in that situation. I also started a blog on there. The first blog is on leadership. So check that out. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you go out there and make it a great day. Bye.